welcome. You're listening to the podcast of First Church in Vacaville, California, Pastor Timothy Wisnett. We are so glad and honored that you would join us today, and we pray that this message you're listening to is a blessing to your day. We want to invite you to visit us online at firstchurch.app to get connected with us and learn about our service times. We hope to see you at a service or a special event sometime soon. The Lord, the Lord's been dealing with me about this message for a long time, way over a year, a couple years probably, and finally released me to teach it. This is not a full comprehensive lesson because this would be into many series in order to to fully grasp what God is doing. But the Lord Lord gave me this tonight and and gave me the direction the and direction we're supposed to go in, and I'm I'm excited. I'm excited that I don't have to figure this out on my own. I'm so thankful that God will speak to us, and he'll speak to, to me, who am nobody, and uh, give me a word for his people, praise God. So I thank you for that. And I, I'll let you be seated because I have two pages of nothing but scriptures. Two pages of nothing but scriptures. So we're going to get into it. In fact, it was just easier for uh, Sister Libby in the back just to take pictures uh, so she could get all my scriptures than try to write them all down. But we're going to start with Matthew chapter 7, 13 through 14. Lord Jesus, bless us tonight. The Bible says, Matthew 7, starting with verse 13, Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be that go therein. Because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way, which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. Straight is the gate, and narrow is the way. The wide gate and the broad way is the one that when you're out walking through the woods and you see a well-paved path, that's the broad way. And when you look up the mountain and you see that one path that's not very well worn, that's the other way. And I don't, I find it really, really interesting that Jesus just gets done saying this, straight gate, wide gate, broad way, narrow way, and then right after that in verse 15, he goes right into saying, beware of false prophets. Because there's a lot of people that are standing at that fork in your life that are going to be going like this, go this way. There's so much fun in this way. And there'll be more people pointing this way, which I call the extreme left, than there will be going to the extreme right. And it's always easy to drift with the crowd. No one wants to stand out. No one wants to be isolated. No one wants to be by themselves. So it's it's really challenging, especially for Christians that really want to be Christians, really want to live pleasing to the Lord, to, to stay on that straight and narrow because you have... Uh, an identity difference. We identify differently than what the world identifies with. And there's a lot of pressure, peer pressure put on, on the children of God to, to, to join the crowd, to, to move with the masses. And, and I, I don't know if you've ever been, I'm sure you have, been to like a large event like a professional game or a college game where there's just thousands of people or you're just trying to walk down the streets in New York. But you just kind of fall into the river of people and you just kind of bounce around until you get spit out. And you hope you get spit out at your exit. But you just kind of bounce around. And, and that's how it is when you get into that Broadway. We, we think as, as, as people that we can just dabble. We can just jump into the red light district and jump back into church on Sunday. And we can just jump into the bar on a Friday night and jump back into church on Sunday. And we think we can dabble in that. But what happens is you dabble the first time maybe and you get away with it. And then the next time you get caught up in the wave. You get caught up in the flow of the event and what's going on. And you find out that you just got carried down the path of sin farther than what you wanted to go. And that's what happens in the Broadway. And, and, and it's no coincidence that there's a lot of false prophets right associated with that Broadway. And that is what Jesus is trying to address there. So tonight, I'm going to be talking about don't miss out. And I thought about just, you know, we could just shut the 
the house lights off in here and just leave my light on. I can just talk to myself tonight. Y'all could just be like listening, right? But this is for all of us. But really, this is something God's dealing with me on, and He really He's it, it's for the church. It's for the church. So we're gonna dive into this. So we're gonna jump to John three three. You're gonna get a theme here. Jesus answered Nicodemus and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. There's no or. Or if. You cannot see the kingdom of God. So any other teaching that's outside of the born again experience is false teaching and you will not make it into the kingdom of God. That is the only way. You cannot see the kingdom of God. So if you're not born again, you're not going to see the kingdom of God. You must be born again. Matthew 18, 3 says, oh, I, tried, I said I wasn't going to go fast. But, okay, Matthew 18, 3, they're keeping up. Verily I say unto you, except ye be converted and become as little children, ye shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. Again, there is a door. And it says here that if you don't become as little children, you can't enter the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven, as it says in this one. What is so significant as, as that little child mentality? Does it mean we run around here like little babies? Is that what it means? Do we, we whine and cry all the time like little kids? Teachable. What else? What else do little kids have that's just in them until they get to the, this age of the innocence, of faith? I remember when I was a kid, it didn't matter where my dad, my dad could be fighting lions in a lion den, but if I heard his voice as a five-year-old, I'd go walking right in there. If my dad's in there, I'm going to be okay. It didn't matter. Jesus wants us to have that kind of faith in him, that no matter where he is at, we're willing to walk to him like Peter did on the water. That's childlike faith where we don't sit there and rationalize and think about the things of the world or what could happen or will I be popular when I do this. But he is looking for people that have a childlike faith. And he's saying, if you don't have that, if you don't become as a little child, you can't even see the kingdom of heaven. We got to stop trying to figure it out on our own and stick to the word. We got to stay in the word and not try to do it because if we try to make it on ourselves and on our own selves and our own abilities, we're going to miss out on the kingdom of heaven. Mark chapter 10, verses 14 through 16. Again, Jesus talking, and he's not happy. Jesus saw it, and he was much displeased, and said unto them, Suffer the little children to come unto me. Forbid them not, for such is the kingdom of God. Verily I say unto you, Whosoever shall not receive the kingdom of God as a little child, he shall not enter in there. Again, we're seeing a theme here. There's things that will keep us out of heaven. There's things that uh, will, 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 there will be a closed door. And we've got to understand that the Bible talks about that. I think sometimes we... We, we gloss over the things that keep us out because we just want to have that happy thought of where everybody's going to go. Uh, everybody's going to be saved. I'm going to be saved. I want to be, I want to be saved. I want to go to heaven. But if I fail my God and I live in sin and I do what is contrary to the word of God, I won't make it. I'm not deceived. That's why these people say, oh, yeah, I'm saved. I'm going to heaven. Well, praise God. At this moment, yes. But when I get mad tomorrow, am I saved? When I lose my temper on my coworkers, am I saved? And we've got to realize that this moment now, we may be saved, but tomorrow, we may not be. Because we've got to stay saved, and it takes work to stay saved. We've got to stay humble before the Lord and just zip it and not let the ah, come out. <laughs> If I could get a glass of water, please. Appreciate that. Jumping down to Matthew 5.20. Now we're going to get into the real heavy stuff. Matthew 5.20, for I say unto you, that except your righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, ye shall no, in no case enter into the kingdom of heaven. Now, when I was young in the Lord... I, I was like, they, those were like the religious elites. Those were the ones that were the religious people. But then as I studied and I, and I grew up a little bit, I realized that Jesus didn't have a whole lot of nice things to say about them. And, and when you started looking at what they did, that righteousness wasn't very high in the righteousness bar. 
So we cannot say, well, if it's acceptable for them, it's okay for me. If we just live up to that standard where they're at, it's okay for me. We can't. We can't take the norm of what everybody else is doing in society around us. We can't, we can't choose that way because that's, that's the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees. So if you're sitting next to somebody on a bus or on a plane or in, in a public place and you're looking at them and you're thinking, no, I think I'm okay. And you're, acting, and you're watching what they're doing and what they're doing is contrary to the word of God. Then you, and you think that's okay, then you're not okay. We, we, we've got to not submit to that level of righteousness of the Pharisees and the scribes. We've got to elevate, with the help of the Lord, to the righteousness of our God. That's where we need to live at. Is it easy? Not in the flesh. That's why we've got to be in the spirit. That's why we've got to be praying and reading the word of God. That's why we've got to be focused on Jesus. A lot of times, I, you know, when things start getting frustrating for me, I'll just start to think on the things of God. I won't go into travailing. I might be in front of my boss, and he's not happy with me. I'll just sit there and say, God is good. Don't matter what's going on here. Then I start thinking happy thoughts. You know, I wasn't looking for this job when God gave it to me, and I won't worry about working for the next one. But I don't say that to him. Praise God. Got to have some happy thoughts in Jesus to help us to get through these tough times and not allow our righteousness of God, the righteousness of God, to allow, you know, allow us to get down to theirs. So we got to stay above that. Otherwise, we won't make it in the kingdom of heaven. Matthew 7, 21 through 26 says, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. There's a lot of people out there saying, Lord, Lord. Many will say unto me that day, Lord, Lord, we have, have we not prophesied in thy name? Was it a God-given prophecy? Are you just using the Lord's name in vain? Are you just trying to gather a crowd so you're going to use the Lord's name and prophesy to get the crowd? There's a lot of people, and I don't, I don't worry, waste my time on it, but I, I see it pop up on like a Facebook, and I've heard about the TikTok preachers uh, that try to prophesy, and they try to doom and gloom and say, you need to do this, you need to do that, this is what God's telling us, and that's what the Lord's saying. And it doesn't come to pass. What does that make them? False prophet. Don't go believe in everybody out there talking. Don't do it because there's a lot of people out there saying, Lord, Lord, haven't I prophesied in your name? Haven't I got a big TikTok following? Haven't I started a good online church? Don't I have a mega church? I may not be preaching truth, but in your name I'm doing stuff. And in thy name have cast out devils. And in thy do you know it doesn't take a spiritual person to use the name of Jesus to cast out a devil? It says, every knee shall bow, every tongue confess that the Lord, at the name of Jesus Christ, every knee shall bow, every tongue confess. The power is there. The power is there. So we need to understand that just because, and the Lord addressed this in the Bible, and when they were having all these people that were doing all this stuff, and the disciples said, well, why aren't they following us? And Jesus said, don't worry about them. Don't worry about them. If they're doing something that's good in my name, just let them be. It'll all work itself out in the end. Just let them be. Don't worry about them. But they said, did all this stuff. And then, in thy name done many wonderful works. And then I will profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye worker of iniquity. So it, it's got to be more than just lip service and living for God. It says at the beginning, it's who does the will of my father. So we have to understand that just being a loud talker, praying on the street corner, beating your chest in church, look at me, look at me, look at me, is not what God's looking for. He's looking for someone that's obedient. He's looking for someone that's going to do the will of his father. That's what we need to be focused on because if we don't, we're going to miss it. We're going to miss out if we don't do his will. All right. Now you all ready for this? Follow peace with all men. This is in Hebrews 12, 14 through 16. Follow peace with all men. It means if you don't get your way, don't get mad at them. It may be a dipstick. I've been called a dipstick just recently. I won't name what sister called me a dipstick. But 
if God is using me to test you, then it was all in joke. It was all in jest. It was all fun. But follow peace with all men and holiness. Why is that important? Because without it, without it, without which no man shall see the Lord. Peace with all men and holiness. So if anybody says to you, holiness isn't important anymore, they will not see the Lord. That's not my words. That's the words of the Lord. He's the one, and we always have to remember, in everything we do in life, he's the one that sets the standard. It's our job to live up to it. He's the one that sets the roadmap. It's our job to follow it. I can't change it. If I, if I try to change the word of God and tell you follow me, I know how to get it there the back way. We will all perish and go to hell. There's, I don't understand why people in ministry take this so lightly that they think they can preach any doctrine they want, any teaching they want, any type of spiritual thing they want to do in their service and think they're going to get away with it. There's coming a day when, when there's going to be an answer given, an answer that we have to give before the Lord and an answer they're going to have to be. I want my Lord to say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. I don't want to ever go, and I hope I don't. I hope I'm, I'm prayed up and, and I've repented and, and living right. When that day comes, I don't want the Lord to say, well, you didn't preach it the way I told you to preach it. There's a lot of weight in this ministry. There, there's a lot of responsibility in, in delivering the word of God. And whether it's preaching like this or the prophetic word, there's a lot of responsibility that I don't want to take the chance of missing it. That's why sometimes when the word of God comes across kind of hard, it, it ain't me. I, I need to deliver what the word Lord has put in my heart because if I don't, then it's on me. If I preach truth and you guys receive it or don't receive it, it's on you, right? I, I, I can't, I'm not, I, I, not, I don't want to sound selfish, but I don't want to go to hell for you and tell you a lie to make you feel good so we all get to go to hell. That's not what the word of God says, right? We don't want to do that. We don't want to try to make up our own way and get into hell. Colossians 5 through 10. This is where, this is where we, we, I think as Christians, even in apostolic church, we kind of lose focus. We like to use the general term of sin and not identify the sin. Because as long as we don't identify the sin, we don't really need to take corrective action. We're just, it's just sin. And we don't have to change. And change is never pleasant. It don't matter if you've been living for God your whole life. Change is never easy, especially when it's in your DNA to be that way. Right? And, and so there's a lot of scriptures, and we're going to hit a lot of them, and I'm, I'm not going to dwell too much on them. But there's a lot of scriptures in the Word of God that say, you know what? Just real cut and dry. If you do this, you are not going to heaven. There's no gray area in these scriptures. So we're going to jump into it in Colossians 5 through 10. It says, Mortify or discipline, therefore, your members which are upon the earth, fornication, uncleanness, inordinate, which means not right, affection, evil, big word, translated into desires, and covetousness, which is idolatry, for which things sake the wrath of God cometh on the children of disobedience. So for those things I just mentioned, the wrath of God is going to be poured out. That's the word of God. In the which ye also walked sometime. Ye, that means us, walked there sometimes. That's where it gets quiet. <laughs> no one wants to admit that. I've sinned. Some of, these, some of these words can be applied to my life. And you lived in them. Meaning you got up and did it again the next day. But now you also put off these things. That's the last thing. You know, when you're carrying that big old stack of wood, Brother Clifton, the last thing you want is for some youngin to come up there and say, Hey, Brother Clifton, here's one more log. And add to the weight you're already carrying. You're like, well, I'm already burdened. I'm already heavy. Paul says, we ain't done yet. And he says, put off all these anger, wrath. Has anybody ever been wrathful? Not a raffle, but wrathful. W-R-A-T-H. Do you know what that is? What is that? Full of wrath. That's very good. 
here's a, here's a smart one. It's vindictive anger. So that means I'm not only mad at you, but I'm going to get even with you. That's bad. That's, I've been there. I've been there. I've been there, brother guys, since I've been in living for God. I had to pray that junk out. Because according to the scripture, I won't make it. Malice. Malice, intent or desire to do wrong. You're planning it. Blasphemy, profane speech concerning God. Filthy communication out of your mouth. Youngins, it's right there. Watch what you say. Watch what you say. Don't be just chilling with the crew. Chopping it up. Saying what they're saying. Whatever the words are today. Because filthy communication is not okay. Filthy communication. Get that out of your mouth. You know, when I... I used to have filthy communication before I lived for God. And it's not easy to, to change your way you talk. It takes, it takes time. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't condemn people if they've been living for God one month, two months, a year, and I hear, I hear a four-letter word slip out. I don't condemn them. I don't beat them up. I'm not going to say, you're going to hell now. Man, I just work on that. Just focus on that, right? We know that's in it. You, you struggle with that. Let's just focus on it. And when you feel that coming out, just stop. Just stop. So, so don't condemn people for it. Help them. Love them. Don't shame them. Then it also says, lie not one to another. Don't be lying. Because it will come out in the media. <laughs> facts. I always, I always like that. I'm, I'm so stuck on facts. With everything we've been going through in these last several years, uh, with, with what's going on in the media and society. And, and, you know, science is no longer factual. Science is now a consensus, right? They don't believe in finding the facts and, and producing facts. They just want a general consensus. So if all of us in this room say the sky is purple right now, then everybody, well, that must be factual. That's not facts. But that's the way the science community is going. I want facts. If you're going to tell me how to get to heaven, prove it. If you're going to tell me what it takes to live for God, prove it. If I need to repent for my sins, prove it. When I was getting my Bible study, when I first got in church, uh, Brother Calvin Payne, he was so annoyed with me because he, he, he taught my Bible study. And then we got all the way, he's teaching me about baptism. And he was expecting me to question why we're getting baptized in Jesus' name. And he said, do you have any questions? I was like, nope. He's like, what do you mean? Why don't you have questions? He's like, what am I to question? He's like, well... We baptize in Jesus' name. I was like, well, you just showed me the Bible where it says that. What do I question? It, if I'm not questioning him, I'd be questioning God. His word says to do it. And that's why, and that's why it gets frustrating sometimes when I read the word and I'm teaching a Bible study to somebody and they're like, ah, I don't know if I believe that. I'm going to stick with my church teaching. Well, that's not the way, that's the broad path. That, that you're missing out. You just missed it. The seed of truth was just given to you, and you walked away from it. We've got to stick with the facts, because ultimately there's only one way to heaven. That's Jesus Christ. No other way. No other way. There, there's not many paths up this mountain. There's not multiple straight and narrow paths. There's one. So we can't, we can't get caught up in that. Stick to the facts. Don't lie to one another, because it will come out. It will come out. Uh, I, I used to... Gossip just drives me crazy. Because it, it, you know, when people gossip about me, it, it never typically gets better, better, better. Right? It's not like, oh, Brother Chase did this. Oh, hey, hey. It's uh, Brother Chase. Oh, 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 oh. You're like, oh, I didn't do that. Why, you know, when people gossip about me, why can't it be something cool? Like, man, he just, he just won a billion dollars. I'm like, yeah. He just, he's going to retire. You know, I, yeah. but no, it's always got to be something bad. Why is that? Because of our flesh. Our flesh loves bad stuff. That's why we like donuts, candy, being lazy. That's, that's what our flesh likes. So when, our, when we're gossiping, we never gossip about the good stuff. We never, we, you know, if I say to sit there and talk about a revival in Timbuktu, yeah, that's really probably where the conversation starts. Oh, praise God, Timbuktu, good, good for them. But if I come up and say, man, did you hear what so-and-so did last night? You're like, oh, man, that's horrible. We better pray for him. And then you're going to go to, sis, did you hear what so-and-so did last night? Whoa. And it, 
and people just, they spread the bad stuff, but a lot of the good stuff, the good testimonies we have, they just kind of, the doors just kind of get quiet, right? The things that we're supposed to be telling people about, we just keep quiet about, and the things we shouldn't be talking about is what we spread. It's, 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 it's really weird, and, and then typically all that does is it just stokes the gossip fire, and then typically the person it's about gets hurt because it always gets back to that person. Because usually out of the, after like 200 people have heard it, somebody, typically probably somebody not in church, is like, man, I heard something about you from all your ch- people at church. Uh, oh, really? <laughs> Wait till I see them. <laughs> I had one person that was just in, into gossip, so I started to gossip about myself. It was good. It was good. And by the time, and I watched it. I watched it go through the church. I was like, and then I had a friend start another gossip over here about me. It was really good, too. So I watched it. And then I watched right where it exploded. Boom. Huh. Okay. Now you track the roots. Track the roots. You see where that trail is at. And you know who your friends are. Person freaked out, came to me and said, I don't know what to believe. I laughed at him. I don't either. Lie not one to another, seeing that ye have put off the old man with his deeds. When we are born again, remember, you got to be born again. The old man is buried. The new man, we rise up in newness of life. The new man has new deeds. And have put on the new man, which is renewed in the knowledge after the image of him that created him. Galatians chapter 5, 19 through 21. Again, we're going to go through some good words here. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, which is lustful characteristics, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, disagreement from the standard. Meaning, if you believe anything other than the word of God, that's a variance. Emulation, which is jealousy, wrath, we talked about wrath, strife, sedition, illegal act to incite people to resist. Protest. Whoo. I got to make my voice heard. I got to carry my banner. I got to charge. We got to show show them whatever we're trying to show them. Not according to the word of God where you are. It says we don't do that. We don't do that. Sedition is not okay. Heresies, envies, envies, murders, drunkenness, revelings, which is noisy partying. Or carousing. You shouldn't get caught up in that. And such like, of which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Let's see which one's in these. I need to repent of right now. That's why it's important we identify the sin. Because if we just make it generic, if we just make it the off-brand... We won't repent about it. It'll just be in the mix. And we won't focus on our issues. And when we don't focus on our issues, we think we're okay. We've got to identify the issues. We've got to understand the issues. And again, it does not say that there is a pecking order of worst to last. Sin is sin in the eyes of God. It doesn't matter if it's adultery or fornication, uncleanness. Lasciviousness. That is all parallel, flat line. It's all bad. And all those things equally will keep us out of heaven. So we need to make sure that we don't sit there and say, well, since I'm doing this, let me pick one that doesn't like look so bad. Um, murder. <laughs> I mean, I only killed somebody. It's not like I'm drunk. Or I'm drunk. It's not like I murdered somebody. I just went partying last night, and the music was cranking, and we were screaming and yelling. It's not like I was envying anything there. And we do that. Our human nature is try to justify our actions. We try to say it's okay. And then it's funny. It's so, so funny. Brother Guy, I want to just, this is hypothetical. Hypothetical, if there's any law enforcement people in here, it's just all hypothetical. I'm going to use Vinny as an example. So Brother Vinny could be driving to school, doing 
above the speed limit. And someone, he's doing 66, just 66 on a freeway, so mom, it's okay. And someone goes by him doing 70, and he gets mad at that person for speeding. We always like to point out other people's faults. What's the Bible say about that? Take care of the big old tree trunk in your own eye before you look at the sliver in somebody else's. We've got to make sure that we don't start looking at everybody else's faults when it comes to their sin and ignore our own. Otherwise, we're going to miss out. We're going to miss out because we're going to think we've made it, we've done it, we're okay. But that's not the truth. Jude, chapter 1, verse 7. Our media technician is all over it tonight. Even as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities about them in like manner, giving themselves over to fornication and going after strange flesh, are set forth for an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. Do I need to go into detail what they're talking about there? What that strange flesh is? It's the same strange flesh that Paul is talking about in Romans 1, where men left the natural order of the woman, started lusting in their hearts for men. It's talking about it's addressing homosexuality here, but it, that word wasn't around then. There's some translations that use that word in a modern translation. So it, it's talking about this is, this is an issue. But do we, do we point at them and make them out to be worse people than any other sinner? Absolutely not. We love them just like we love those people that were committed adultery, just like the ones that were drunkards, just like the ones that were murderers, just like the ones that are whatever. Remember, sin is sin. In the eyes of God, and, and everybody, including ourselves, we need to be saved. They need to be saved just like we need to be saved. So we can't look at them and say, oh, oh you don't live like I do. You're not welcome here. No. If you all would have known me when I came to church, you'd be like, hmm. Sister guy probably did because she was there before me. She would have like, that guy, mm-hmm, he got to go. No. If she would have come up and said that to me on my first day there, Brother Clifton said, yeah, you, no, you don't fit in. This ain't the place for you. Maybe you go down to that other church down the road. There's people in here sitting in these pews right now that you would be scared to death of them if you knew where they came from. I mean, I know Sister Jamie and I'm scared sometimes. Just do not walk up to her with a hoodie on and a big coat in the dark. Unless you have 911 on your speed dial. <laughs> I love you, sis. <laughs> it, was, it was a fun night. It was fun. Once, once I identified myself as a brother in the church, <laughs> and I prayed to make sure I was safe, right with God, I, we're good. But we, we've got to make sure that we don't judge people. It's not our place to say who can and who can't. It's our job to say, we love you. We're going to help you get to wherever you need to get to in Jesus. If you choose to leave, you're leaving because it's your own will, not because of anything we do. I don't want, I, 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 you know, I've had people, I, my wife and I had this situation happen, and it's not comfortable, and I've prayed about it, and I've, I've super analyzed myself. They said, the words out of their mouth says, I can't come back to your church because you're too perfect. My land, you sure don't know me. Obviously, you don't listen to when I preach because I'm the one that rats myself out the most about not being perfect. But that was their excuse. Just an excuse. There's nothing perfect about me. Nothing. It's the grace of God that I'm here. But we will love people until they make the decision to stay or leave. We won't make that decision for them. Well, if they try to be violent against my brothers and sisters, I will make a choice <laughs> in their situation. I will intervene on their behalf. It won't work out to the best of their behalf. Um, so thankful for the men of this church. We had a situation a, a while ago, and uh, all I had to do, Brother Clifton, is I just turned around and I talked to Irish real quick on the situation and never had to think twice. I knew that if anybody came in those doors to do any harm to anybody in this sanctuary, that person was not going to have a fun day. Why? Because, one, you don't mess with kids at all. 
talking to you. Don't come into the house of God and try to mess things up. I remember when I was in the Napa church, Bishop Price was, was preaching, and somebody who was out, out of order and out of line got up, and they started speaking in tongues when he was teaching. And I was like, I've never seen this person before. And they're being all loud and demonstrative. And Brother Price just, sit down and be quiet. You don't do that when I'm teaching. And immediately that spirit quenched. He didn't have to get all threatening with him. He just said it in Jesus' name, and that person, boom, had to stop. And I was just like, hmm, there's power in the name of Jesus. So when, when it's a spiritual thing, we have the power of Jesus to just shut it down. We have to bind their tongue, hmm, they'll be mute. We have to blind their eyes in Jesus' name, they won't see. And I believe that we have the power to do that in Jesus' name. If it is a demonic spirit, if it's their spirit, different way to get that spirit out of them don't miss out don't allow your flesh to cause you to miss out on what God has for you 1 Corinthians chapter 6 9 through 11 know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God be not deceived neither fornicators nor idolaters nor adulterers nor effeminate what does effeminate mean Men acting like they want to be a woman. Feminine qualities in a man. There's some people over there that say the skinny jeans. Right? If you wear skinny jeans, well, it is what it is. But that, that, that right there, let me finish your scripture. Effeminate. Remember what that means. Feminine characteristics in a man, meaning you're not acting like a man. Nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetousness, nor drunkards, nor rivalers nor extortioners, shall inherit the kingdom of God. I'm not making it up. And I know it's a touchy situation because there's probably some of us sitting in here saying, well, I know someone like that. We all do. I know someone that's homosexuality. Most of us probably do. That doesn't change the word of God. It doesn't change what we believe because we've got to stay firm in the word of God. If we don't stay firm in the word of God, we miss out. We will lose out. We will start to join them on the broad path. And we'll start to follow them into the void of eternal damnation. We've, we've got to stay, stay firm on the word of God. We've got to stay firm on the teachings of Jesus. We've got to stay firm on, 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 the, on the teachings of of the epistles, what, what the, the Paul and, and the apostles are writing to the church, Brother Garza, we can't take that for granted. We just can't just blow off what we want to blow off. There, there's, there's, there's church denominations, large ones, right now. Well, they, it's going on right now. But they, they, are, they are fighting about whether or not homosexuals are okay in the pulpit or in the platform or in the ministry. They're, 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 they're fighting over the gay marriage thing. And they, the conservative ones are saying... No. And the, the non-conservative are saying yes. And they're splitting. And then they just had to do a big old thing in this one organization to make it illegal for the conservatives to leave the organization. So now they've made it a law that if you're a pastor and you're conservative in that organization, you can't pull your church out. I'd be like, I don't care. Yeah. I'd be like, you can have whatever. We're going to preach truth. And, and, I, and I admire these, these men of God, these, these pastors of these churches that are getting a revelation of truth, and they're actually starting to stand up and resist what's going on. They're, 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 the, the bishop in San Francisco just got shat, sat down because he refused to give communion to the politicians that are supporting abortion. He's like, I ain't doing it. And the pope said, you're done. You're out of there. You're no longer part of this. And he's like, okay, I'm all right with that. We've got to stand up, even though it's going to hurt sometimes. We've got, we've, got to, we've got to honor truth. If people want to do what they're going to do, that, that's them, right? People are going to choose to do whatever. But as for me and my house, I'm going to choose to serve the Lord. As for, for this house, we're going to choose to serve the Lord. We, we, can't, we can't shy away from that. Again, I want to go on with this scripture. On the last part of the scripture, it says, 
right after he says all these things that people are doing, these will not inherit the kingdom of God, and such were some of you. I don't like that. I like to be in my suit, have my new glasses, drink my cup of water, and make people think I'm perfect. Whatever. I was a sinner. I could go through that list, and I could put my name in several little spots. I was a part of that. I did that. I did that. I did that. So, Sister Kelly, if I was admittingly knowing that I've done that stuff, would it be okay with me to judge people that come in that are doing that stuff? If God's grace got me out of it, why can't I believe that God's grace can get them out of it? Why do I want to? Why do I want to miss out on the opportunity of winning a soul to Jesus over judging them because they're just like me? We cannot forget where we came from because if we do, we will miss out on being the light to that soul. We will miss out on being the one that'll get them to where Jesus wants them to get. And if Jesus is wanting to use us to get there, we got to stand firm in the Word. We gotta not just coddle, coddle them and say, "Oh, it's okay what you're doing. Just keep doing it. We just gotta love them, and it's gonna be something." And I tell you what, it's happened to me multiple times. As I know, it's happened to my wife. But people start getting around us, and they start asking questions. Well, why don't you do this? <laughs> well, let me take you to the Bible. You mean your pastor just doesn't make you? No, he doesn't. The Word of God says. How we are to live. And that's why we do what we do. I don't blame my pastor for the way I am. No, I don't. I had to think just for a minute, just to make sure. I, I, don't, I don't blame my brothers and sisters for the way I act or live. I choose to live this way. I choose to be a Christian. I choose to because I'm not afraid because I might go to hell. I just found that this is a way better way of life. I've lived in sin. Young people, I've been there. I can identify, unfortunately, with several of these things that the Bible says is going to keep me out of heaven. Don't waste your time with it. Don't hang out in the Broadway. Doesn't, I don't care if the friends in your school or the friends in your college and, and the people, you're, the cliques you're trying to get a part of are doing that stuff. Don't get involved in it. Don't get involved in it because you're going to get involved and you're going to get caught up and you think, I'm just going to try that one time. I'm going to try one time. Y'all been, y- been involved in prison ministries. There's a lot of people that are in prison that thought I'd just do it one time. There's a lot of people living on the street right now addicted. I'll just give it one try. It just takes that one time to destroy your life. Destroy your life. I, I worked with this person that years and years and years ago, I hired in with him 20 years ago. Prior to her getting the job, she was a meth addict, heavy meth. And, and it, it, it messed her up bad. But after working with her for a year, all of her teeth just started to fall out. I'm like, what? I don't mean to pry. I'm not getting in your business, but your teeth just fell out. They're like, all oh, rotten away. She's like, yeah, I know, it's meth. I'm like, no way. Like, yeah, I've done, I did meth for 10 years or whatever, and it destroys everything in your body. Everything. I was like, whoa. Just that one time, that one hit. And 20 years later, after that first hit, her body is destroyed. Young people, it ain't worth it. Old people, it ain't worth it. Middle aged people, it ain't worth it. It ain't worth going there. It's stay in the book. Stay living for Jesus. Don't get caught up in that. But we need to understand that we need to remember where we came from. Those of you that have been addicts and God deliver you, don't forget the grace of God. Because God's going to use your lifestyle that you can't, he brought you out of to reach somebody else in that lifestyle. You can relate to him. I can't relate to him. It, it's not easy, Brother Stephen, just to walk up to somebody that's on drugs and say, just quit, man, just stop. Just cut it off. What's wrong with you, you weakling? I, I can't relate. I've never been a. I've never smoked a cigarette. I've never done drugs. How can I sit there and relate to him? 
Now, addictions are addictions, but there's some addictions that are harder to break than others. So I can't go up to somebody that's addicted to drugs and just give them my what for. Because they won't listen to me. But they might listen to somebody that's been addicted to drugs because they've been on the same path. That's why you're here tonight, because God brought you out of lifestyle, because you're going to reach somebody else that's in that lifestyle. That's why we can't forget. That's why it's very important, because if we forget, we will miss out on what God is trying to do in this community. We're going to miss out on the lives and the souls that we could touch if we forget. You know, some of the most interesting things about myself is that some of the people I don't want to be around are just like me. They annoy the tarnations out of me. They act like me. They talk like me. Drives me crazy. But I know how to relate to them. I know what it's going to take because I was there. I know what it was like in the clubs. I was there. I know that it's hard to kind of break those friendships that you make in the clubs because you were cool then. You may not feel as cool living for God. Because people don't call you every day, hey, let's go to the club. Because we don't go to the club. Yeah, that's, that's one thing that we all deal with when we make that conversion, transition, living from the world, going to live for God, is we always struggle with that transition. Because we still got hold, the ties, the bonds to the world. But we know we don't want to be there anymore. I've, I've, I've walked that route. I know what I'm talking about. I've, I've lived that route where I was going to church and thinking about going to the club at night. I remember when I was just sitting on a pew thinking, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call, what's your name? Right? Let's see what they're doing. Let's go out get some dinner. Right? I, I don't need to go back there. I don't need to go back there. So it, it's always important that we understand that we, we, we don't dwell in the past and long for it again, but we remember what we went through to get God get, bringing us out of it so that we can help others that are going through the same process of getting out of their mess. And that when they feel like they have no more strength to go and they want to give up, that's where we step in and say, oh, been there, been there. Just, just let me hold your hand. Let me lift up your arms one more time. Let, 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 you know what? I'm going to pick you up and bring you to church tomorrow night because we're, we're going to have a great service. So I'm going to get you there on Sunday. I, I, I'm believing God's going to touch you on Sunday. And that's what we are there for. We are there to be that person, that contact. And if we miss it, there may not be another time. That person may relapse. That may, person may go back to where they came from. We don't want to miss out on that opportunity. So with all that long list of sin, you don't think, well, I don't identify with those anymore. Whew, I'm good. <laughs> and then James just kind of ruined everything for me. You know, that James is no joke. You read James and you start questioning if you're saved or not. I'm like, my lands. And he gets to James 4.17. What does he say? If you know to do what's right and you don't, that is sin. But I didn't want to give that guy money. I didn't want to buy them food. We know to do what's right. We don't. It's sin. That's what James says. Now, we could be like the world and just kind of white out that verse and white out all the other verses that I just read and think we're okay. Does that make us okay? No, it doesn't. We've got to stay in the book. We have to stay true to our Lord and our Savior. 1 John 1, 9 through 10 says, If we confess our sins, so if you find yourself still dealing with some of the things I just read that's going to keep you out of heaven if you confess your sins our God and it says he is not talking about me not talking about the men of this church it's talking about our God he is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness it's okay to humble yourself and repent it's okay to get our hearts right with God but it's not cool And not repenting is cool. When you think of the flip side of, of what society has to offer, I, I, I had to question these young people. Several years ago, I was 
I wasn't the youth leader. But I was just involved with the youth. I went everywhere with them. I just make myself feel young. And this young person got tired of being in the youth, Brother Garza. I don't want to go to this youth anymore. I want to be my own person. I want to identify as my own person. I don't want to be like y'all. I don't want to look like everybody else. I want to be my own person. And my heart breaks for kids that do that, you know, because they, they're looking for their identity. They're trying to find out who they are. And, and that whole transition period with hormone imbalance and, you know, all the stuff that's going on in the body right now, you know, not for me anymore. It's just, but I'm way past that. And I'm still trying to figure out what's going on. But, but, we, but there's all these things going on inside a youthful person, trying to figure out who they are, trying to, trying to know who they are. And I don't want to be like them anymore. Brother Garza, I don't want to, I don't want to dress like them. I don't want to act like them. I don't want to do, I don't want to talk like them. And it was funny. I seen them like three months after they left the church, four months after they left church, and there was a group of them walking. <laughs> they were all dressed the same, all looked the same. They are all talking the same. I'm like, what did you change? You just jumped from the narrow path to the broad path. You didn't, you're looking just like everybody else. You're acting just like everybody else. So that wasn't the problem. But the problem was you were rebellious. We've got to make sure we identify the fault, identify the problem, and not just generalize it as a sin, because if we generalize things as a sin, then we're going to miss it. And we'll start blaming other things for the reasons why we can't live for God. What do you mean if I just identify, I don't want to be obedient? If we just identify, I just I, I want to be rebellious. What's rebellion? Witchcraft. not talking about us being bad sinners and we're all going to hell. But we got to identify what's going to keep us out of heaven. I always feel that one of the reasons God put a calling on my life to teach, sometimes I teach heavy stuff, sometimes I always wish I could be like the, like, like Brother Garza, just, just like people in the altars wanting to just give their life to God and there's no one in the altars tonight. But I, I really feel that we're, we're coming to a close, not just of 2023, but we're coming to a close on, on human existence on this earth. And, and if we don't show the way in our teachings, in our actions, in our lifestyles, number one, we won't make it, but anyone that's looking to us isn't going to make it. So we have to make sure we're in the book. We're following after the Lord. We're doing as he says, and that we still preach the Acts 2.30 message. We still need to be baptized in Jesus' name. We still need the Holy Ghost. We still need to be repenting every day, every day, twice a day if you need to, ten times a day. Just make sure your heart's right with God. If you start to question the things of God, if you start to question what we do or what we don't do, get in the book. And if you can't find the scriptures, get with somebody that's doing it. And living it, and we'll get you the scriptures on why we live the way we live, why we believe the way we believe. Because it's so important that we understand the teachings of the Word of God, what gets us into heaven, being born again, and what gets us out of heaven. And all these things are listed. We need to make sure we're right with God. We will never be perfect, but through the power of Jesus Christ, we can obtain His righteousness. Through his grace and mercy, we can enter into his holiness. It's through Jesus that we're going to find true peace and joy and happiness. But it's not if we're convicted. If not if, it's not going to happen if we're miserable because we're living contrary to the word. I'm not going to go into your house and look at what's in your closets or under your coffee tables. I, that's between you and God. But yeah, but uh, you, you're, you could be feeling tormented tonight. Because of the things I just listed as things that are keeping us out of heaven, you're partaking in. You're struggling with those. You don't want to. Paul says, I do the things I don't want to do, and I don't do what I want to do. So it's not new to us to have struggles in this world because it's been happening since the day, the, the beginning. I mean, Cain and Abel. Who was the first two people that got booted out of the garden? Adam and Eve. We've been having issues for a very long time. So if you need help, go to the Lord. Pray and seek his face. If, if, you, if you need more help, you need counsel, make sure you get godly counsel. Just don't look somebody up in the phone book. 
because they're not going to give you godly advice. Even if they say they're a Christian counselor, make sure that it's in the book. Because I, they, these, there's some people out there, like I started off, there is some wolves in sheep's clothing. There are false prophets out there all across the professional spectrum waiting to get you in a vulnerable spot to attack. Be careful who you trust. Is it 10 o'clock yet? Okay, almost. All right. So don't forget where you came from. Because I don't want any of us to miss what God has in his plans and his will for us. Now, I'm going to let you stand or sit, however you want to close out this service. I want to leave that up to you because it's, what I want is a, I want you to talk to Jesus. And I hopefully will see Jesus talk to you. Because I want us to do some looking, introspect, looking at ourselves and analyzing ourselves. Because I really believe, and I'm not just saying this to, to hype anything up, but I really believe that just that there's things that are going to be taking place in 2023 that are going to challenge us. Not so much, do you want to live for God? Do you want to live for God, brother guy? It's going to be challenges like, hey, can I sit here? Thank you. Sorry, I haven't showered in three months because I can't afford to pay water. These are the challenges I believe we're going to face this year. We're going to have people come into this church that don't act like us. They don't talk like us. They don't dress like us. And they're going to they're gonna say, excuse me, sir, can I, can, I, can I sit here? Is this seat taken? Exactly. We make room for people. We love people. And the last thing we want to do, and I've seen it happen, and I've, I cringe every time. I've cringed. I've seen it in this church a few years ago. Someone came in. They sat down. And the person in the row next to him got up and walked over to the other side of the church. And I thought to myself, in my flesh, I'm going to escort this person out of the building. Because this person did not represent Jesus Christ. We cannot allow ourselves to be better than anybody else that comes into this church. I don't care if you're wearing a suit. I'm talking to myself. Y'all can just listen. I'm talking to myself now. Because I got, I got issues with my flesh. I got issues I'm dealing with to love people. I got to look beyond people's faults just like Jesus looked beyond my faults. Now, when those people come into this church, I got to love them no matter what. I got to reach out to them no matter what. And if I can't relate to them and understand, I want to find somebody in this church that can relate and build that connection so that they will have somebody in this church that will be an anchor for them to communicate with, someone that they can reach. Don't miss out because we're arrogant or prideful. Don't miss out because we're living in sin and looking down somebody else is doing the same sin. Don't miss out on what God's trying to use you this year. And don't miss out on what God's trying to accomplish in you this year as he's trying to grow each and every one of us. He does not want us to end 2023 the same way we started 2023. But if we lose focus, if we get caught up in ourselves, if we get caught up in the things around us and start looking at, at people like, uh, ugh, ugh, we're going to miss out on what God's trying to do. And I really feel like 2023 is going to be a transformational life for us. Not leaving the doctrine, not leaving truth seeing God do miraculous works in the hearts and lives of people. So let's pray and ask the Lord, Lord, help me to be that person, to win someone to you, Lord Jesus, to love someone into this place, Lord Jesus. Lord, touch my heart, Lord. I don't want to be judgmental. I don't want to look down, Lord Jesus, at anybody else, Lord Jesus. I want to love them, Lord Jesus. I want to, I want to just trust in you, Lord Jesus. I want you to help me, Lord Jesus, to have a right attitude and spirit, Lord Jesus. When these people come in, Lord Jesus, that my attitude with you is right, Lord Jesus. I don't get judgmental with them, Lord Jesus. That I don't, I don't think myself better than them, Lord Jesus. But I'm humble enough to understand that you brought me out of that same lifestyle, Lord. You brought me out of that same lifestyle of sin. It doesn't matter what the identifier of that sin was. It was sin, and you brought me out of it so I can love people just like you loved me. Thanks again for joining us for this podcast. It's such an honor that we could have you, and we pray you were blessed by the word today. We want to stay connected with you, and so give us a follow on our social media pages on Facebook or Instagram. You can find all of those on our website at firstchurch.app. 
You can also stay connected with us through that uh, website and you can download it as an app on your phone from there. And so until the next time, we pray you're blessed. Have a great week in Jesus' name.